great to see you this morning. Like, it's so good to see a bunch of you in the building. And if you're on site joining us today, it's so good to have you with us as well. Um, so earlier this week, I was um, chatting with my eldest son. I don't want to embarrass him too much, um, but about a time where we'd been out in Feltham a couple of years ago. In fact, my youngest son was there as well. And we had this amazing encounter with a, with a homeless guy. Um, we had this great conversation with him, and we were able to give him some stuff. I think we gave him something to eat, um, and I think we gave him a pillow as well. And, um, it, you know, it was a good blessing to him. It was a real blessing to us as well. Um, and, and Josh said something to me this week that really caught my attention about that. He said, I like being able to give stuff away. It feels really good. And, you know, he's absolutely right. You know, medical research has proved that being generous makes us happy. Did we know that? It's, it's something about who we are. It's really good. Not only that, it's, it can be good for our health. It helps to build community. Um, you know, we begin to feel grateful for what we have, and, we can, and that is multiplied as we, as we are generous to others. And it's also contagious. We noticed that? And the reason is, it's because God has wired us that way. He's wired us to demonstrate generosity and compassion towards others. So today, we're starting a new series entitled Opening Our Hands, as I'm doing right now. We're going to read just two verses from Leviticus, which I'm sure if I, did a, if I did a hands up in the room, it probably isn't going to feature on everyone's top three books of the Bible. But there's some gold in here. There's some really good stuff. So we're going to read from Leviticus 19 um, and just a couple of verses, um, 9 and 10 this morning. Let, let me just pray for us again. Lord, Lord, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that from the beginning to the end and beyond, there is so much that you want to say to us. And I want to pray that these words that we read this morning would come alive to us today and would mean something to the situation we find ourselves in in 2021. So, Lord, come and be with us, meet with us, whether we're at home, on our own, whether we're um, in the building. Lord, I thank you for all that you are going to do through us. Amen. So let's read from um, Leviticus chapter 19. Um, and this is verse 9 through to verse 10. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the alien, or the foreigner in other translations. I am the Lord your God. So this morning, I want to um, briefly reflect on those two verses, share a couple of thoughts. Um, Before we actually, we're going to hear from Bethan and from Hannah this morning Um, And we're going to share some of the exciting things that are coming up over the next little while. So when we break Leviticus down, what we actually see in there, we see God's heart. Not just for the Israelites, I don't know if you noticed this, but for the entire world he created. He wants to to feed and provide for the alien, for the foreigner. We see his compassion for the last, the lost, and the least and none more so than in these two remarkable verses. So, so these two verses are surrounded by laws about sacrifices and diet and personal conduct, but they show us that God is passionate 
that there should be, in fact, there is enough for everyone, that no one should miss out regardless of their job status or how COVID has affected them or from their ability to put food on the table. Now, if you talk to some people, they might say that the God of the Old Testament is some kind of monster. I don't know if you've heard people talk like that. But here we see that God's heart, God's in essence of who he is, has always been for the poor, for the more marginalized. He is a God of love. So how does this all translate to 2021, where we find ourselves today? These verses, I think, remind us first and foremost that everything we have comes from God. He is the real landowner, if you like, and, and we are just like caretakers of whatever he gives us. God instructs you can for the poor and for the foreigner. Ensure there is always enough for those in need. You see, part of God's perfect plan for his people was that those who had more would always take care of the people who had less. So how would that have played out all those years ago? You might be familiar with the story of Ruth, told in the book of, well, Ruth. Um, There's a whole book about Ruth. Ruth married an Israelite man, but when her husband passed away, rather than stay in her own country, she chose to return to Israel with her mother-in-law, Naomi. But they had absolutely nothing and could only survive with the help of others. They tracked down a distant relation called Boaz, a landowner who allowed those who needed food to go into his fields. And just as God had commanded in these verses that we read, Boaz left fruit unpicked, and he left his corners wide so that those in need could pick up they needed. This is the Bible in action, isn't it? Boaz recognized that everything he had came from God. It wasn't his. And through his actions, Ruth and Naomi and many others could put food on their table. Now, from the very beginning, God has wanted us to look out for each other. This theme runs through the pages of the Old Testament, as we've seen. It's how Jesus ministered to people when he was on this earth, serving the last, the lost, and the least. It's how the early church grew and expanded. They shared all they had with each other. Read through those verses in Acts. And they were often even criticized for helping the poor. And you know, as a church, it's integral to who we are. John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, famously once said, if we ever ignore the poor and needy, we're as good as dead as a people. That hits hard, doesn't it? We're as good as dead as a people if we ignore the poor and needy. So caring for the poor, remembering the poor, is at the very heart of what it means to follow Jesus because everything we have comes from God in the first place. Now, even if you have an allotment or six, you probably haven't got a field to plow. But there are still plenty of ways that we can demonstrate God's love to those around us. Which comes to my second point, to be generous. I don't know if you've noticed, but these verses in Leviticus, they don't specify how much of their corners to leave unharvested or how many grapes not to pick up. God simply says, don't cut corners. In other words, you could actually tell how generous someone was by the size of the corners on their field. You could tell someone who was stingy, someone who was generous. 
You can someone who just keeps to the law, but by keeping their, their corners very small. Or you could make sure your, the corners of your field were huge and wide, leaving plenty of grapes to feed the foreigner, the alien, and the poor. Now, jumping back to the story of Ruth, Boaz was clearly a generous man. He left his corners big to ensure the, those, the poor and the needy never had to go without. And even as a foreigner, Ruth was able to come and gather what she needed for herself and for her mother-in-law. In this outrageous act of love, Boaz demonstrates the outrageous generosity of God himself. And you know, he asks the same of us. He asks each one of us to be generous. So personally, how can you and I make the corners of our fields big? Well, you know, a great place to start is to bring in items for Storehouse, which is our compassion ministry. So I've got a couple of little things here that I stuck on, on my Tesco shop this week. Other supermarkets are available. So I've got some cereal, because I had a little look on the Storehouse website. Lots of cereal. And I've got some pot noodles as well. So that is as simple as that. Now, we, you know, I just want to encourage you just to have a look each week when you're doing your shop. Maybe when, um, before you go out, have a look at the Storehouse page or pick up a flyer if you're here in the building. You can find out what we need. These are some of the items that are needed. Hannah's nodding, so that's good. I, didn't, I got the right list. Um, and you can bring those items into the church center if you're coming in on a, on a Sunday, or you can find your closest drop-off point. And again, that's on the Storehouse page on the website, which I think is right behind me there. A really simple way to get involved and to be compassionate in the communities that we're a part of. And the second thing I just want to challenge you about is maybe, maybe there's more for you. Maybe there's more. And, and we'll talk a bit more about Storehouse in a minute and ways you can get practically involved. But I just want to encourage you to think, to dream, to pray about the needs in your own specific community. Maybe take a walk around. What do you see? What is God stirring your heart for in the community that you are part of? What could you do to demonstrate God's incredible, outrageous love to those around you? So shortly I'll share some other ways, but I, I want to talk a bit about some of the things we've been able to do as a church over the last couple of years. So as a church, we want everyone to know in our communities that there is a God who loves them. And one of the practical ways we demonstrate that is through our compassion ministries. The so storehouse has been a part of Riverside for nearly 30 years. It started out, I think, basically in a garage and has grown into what we see today. I want to take you back just a couple of years when we launched our open hand project um, today, we just want to give you a little flavor. I've got some photos that are just going to tell you some of the journey that we've been on. So we'd have loved to have been able to show you around. Now, unfortunately, that's not possible in these times. But we just want to show you a few pictures, and you'll see some of the things that we've been able to do. So firstly, we've, we've replaced some of the windows in the east wing, so that um, in the storehouse area, in the youth and the kids areas, looks fantastic. You'll see that on some of the slides that come through. And we've been able to transform the storehouse area from, you know, what was a dated office. You know, you had shelves, you had a sorting area, but into a shop where clients are ultimately going to be able to come and choose their items. You can see the transformation as we go. Um, and 
you know, what, what's remarkable about being able to serve people in a shop kind of environment is it just starts to restore dignity and it brings hope each individual. So you can see the shelves are fully stacked. We've got an amazing team that go through that each week and we're incredibly grateful for them. I think there's one more slide there that is just going to show you the new frontage to that area. There we go. So that just went up this week. So that's hot off the press. But that's the, that, so if you've ever walked into G14, which is where we do our youngest kids groups, there's a bunch of things that go on in there. It's just a remarkable transformation. So, um, and Elliot and the team have done a great job in, in you know, doing the design work. And, and I know Hannah and Karen are probably going to be delighted to have that space there. We just need to make sure we don't touch the walls with all our chairs, don't we? So uh, keep that wall looking nice and clean. It, is just, it looks really lovely. So I wish you could go and have a little journey through there, but at least we've been able to kind of show you a few pictures. It's really exciting what the Lord is doing. Now, we want to take the time just to hear a couple of stories of some of the things that are going on um, in, in compassion right now. So, so Bethan and Hannah are both here. I'm going to remove these because um, they're going to come and sit up here. Um, and so, so Bethan and Hannah are both on our staff team. Bethan, as you know, is one of our senior pastors with our husband, Andy. Um, and Hannah um, looks after storehouse and, and a bunch of other things as well. So I, I just want... Um, but in, in your roles... So, so Hannah looks after storehouse. Bethan looks after the allotments. Um, so I want to, Beth, maybe you can start, but maybe just tell us something that's going on um, in the allotments right now. Yeah, absolutely. So last year, um, down the allotment, to be honest, best year ever. Never had a year quite like it. Um, this time last year, we approached Hounslow Council and basically asked them for more land. And they said yes. And in fact, they gave us two more plots for free, which is fantastic. So we now have six allotments that we work small groups um, as a church. Um, we multiplied the team and the groups. We now have three small groups that work the plots. And right from the beginning of the pandemic, allotments were permitted activity. So it was the only small group that could meet in person basically mm-hmm. all of last year. Um, so new leaders and new teams. Just to share one story, um, a lady called Denise comes to our group and um, she was asked to plant carrots. And she's like, never planted carrots before. So we just gave her some instructions and she planted the carrots. But most importantly, when she planted the carrots, she prayed. And when we cropped those carrots, I've been growing since I was about six. I have never seen carrots like this. They were the size of cucumbers, seriously. They were amazing. I mean, God's been so good to us. And we have given so much fresh produce to the guys. And we just have a great time doing it too. Fantastic. Bethan, thank you. Maybe, Hannah, you can just share a little bit about some of the things happening in Storehouse as well. Yeah, yeah so we have, um, as, as you all know, this year has been uh, very, very hard um, for many people, but we have just seen an incredible outpouring of generosity. Um, we have served more food in the last year than we have done for years before. Um, and, and I just want to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you that have been a part of that. You know, about this time last year, with the height of the pandemic, everything has just started, and we completely restructured the way that we did to do a house. Um, And we began delivering 
food and, and some weeks we were delivering up to 200 um, deliveries per week. So um, it's just been incredible. So thank you so much for that. And we're so excited that, you know, um, next week as we uh, reopen Thursday at Schoolhouse after the half term, uh, we're going to be able to have families back in. Uh, we're hoping to start the cafe up again so we can start to serve some breakfast and tea and coffee um, and just to have a little bit more time with people. And Rob's going to share a little bit more um, a little bit later about some other exciting things that we've got coming up. So, um, but yeah, thank you to everybody that's been a part of that, especially our drop-off points around the community. They have been an incredible blessing for us. Amazing. Thank you. And thank you, Hannah. Thank you, everyone. You, you, I mean, I just say thank you for, on behalf of all of us, the team and the volunteers have just been <laughs> incredible. And yeah. We, we're so grateful. So I, I just want to ask just one more question to you both. And that, that's, you know, this, this sounds amazing. I, I, how, can I, how can we get involved? How can we be a part of this? So the allotment groups run on Thursday evenings and Saturday mornings. Basically, come and get stuck in. Um, you don't have to know anything, frankly, as long as you can pray. <laughs> that'll be good. Um, yeah, and come and mix. We have a lot of fun. Obviously, it's quite active and physical. And then we get this amazing produce at the end. So if you want to get involved, just drop me a message, uh, bethan at riversidevineyard.com. Yeah, come and join us. Fantastic. Great. And Hannah, what, how can we get involved in Storehouse right now? Yeah, so as Rob said, uh, please do keep bringing in donations. Uh, you can drop off, there's local drop-off points. You can find out information about, um, about that um, on the website. Um, bring it in on a Sunday morning. Um, but the, it just really is such... Um, it's very much still going on, you know, we still need donations coming in, um, so please do do that. Um, and also come and join one of our teams, um, Storehouse is open every Saturday of the year apart from Christmas, um, so I'm sure that most of you have got a couple of hours, one Saturday a week, um, that you could come and be a part of a team, so do come and join. Um, I was just speaking to Alloreen this morning, our teams are quite low on a Saturday morning, so we'd love to have you come and join one of our teams, so if you're interested in that, please email me at hannah at riversidevineyard.com. Fantastic. Beth and Hannah, thank you so much. Let's give them a round of applause and thank them for all they've done. Thank you. So really great ways to get involved, some really, really um, simple ways if you're stretched for time, and, but there's more that you can do if you've got time and, and resource. Just we'd love to, you to be a part of just the incredible stuff that's going on. So um, what's next? That's the question I want to I throw out right now. Um, you know, you, you may um, be familiar if you've done it, um, any kind of study in kind of sociology, psychology, that kind of thing, um, around um, Maslow's um, hierarchical level of needs. And, and so this is a really helpful way to understand how we kind of um, survive and thrive in life, okay? And so Storehouse has done the most incredible job in helping people with their basic needs. But we've spent some time praying and dreaming lately, and we just sense that the Lord has so much more for us in the whole area of compassion, in widening the corners of our fields. And so we want to develop into the next area and beyond. And, and as we prayed, there were specifically two things that we, um, we felt the Lord just really stirring us around, you know, thinking about the needs in our own communities, in the nation, probably globally as well. But you know, there are a bunch of people that are struggling with debt right now, struggling with money and, and knowing how to deal with that. And the second thing is those that are struggling to find work. And, and it's, 
it's a really hard time right now for so many of us. And so there are two things that we are going to look to establish. The first is a, is a debt center, and the second is a job club, because we want to journey with and help people into a place where they can truly thrive in life. We want to demonstrate the love of God to one person at a time, and we would love you to be a part of this. Perhaps you're someone who has a, a, a real passion for finance. I mean, I've, I've, I can't say I have, but I know that there are some people that are wired that way, that just get numbers. Words I'm fine with, but numbers, yeah. But some people really love numbers, and that's a really good thing. So perhaps you have a passion for finance. Maybe you've worked in a finance in the past, and you're looking for ways that you could give back. Or perhaps you just long to see people free from the burden of debt and have some time to offer. So we're looking for um, money mentors, we're looking for budget coaches, as well as people who can make it all happen behind the scenes. And I'll talk to you a bit about that in just a moment. Or maybe thinking about jobs and work. Maybe you're someone with a background in HR. Perhaps you've interviewed plenty of people and just know what employers look for in employees. Could you help someone write a CV or do something like that? Could you help us to start a job club, journeying alongside people, helping them with CVs, application forms, and, and building up other necessary skills? You know, as we, as we encounter people through storehouse, people, part of our communities, we see so many people that are locked into cycles of unemployment. They're locked into patterns of debt, and that is not the best that God has for them. We long to see each individual in our communities lifted up from a place of brokenness and into a place where they know that there is a God who loves them passionately, into a place where they can become the person that God intended for them to be. This is about changing the destiny of our community. This is about changing individuals' lives one at a time. Don't we long to see that? We don't want to see brokenness around us. We want to see people and lives and cities and communities transformed into what God intended in the first place. So even if you're slightly interested by that, I mean, just an inkling, you just think, that sounds pretty cool, I'm quite up for that. We would love you to come and find out more. And so further down the line, we'll provide all the training and the coaching, everything that you'd need if you were up for some of this. Or you, um, but we would love you to come and find out more. So we're running two times, one in the daytime, one in an evening, in a couple of weeks' time. So it's Tuesday, the 4th of May, that's Star Wars Day for those of you that follow such things, um, at 7.30 p.m. in the evening. But probably up to an hour, just an opportunity to chat a little bit about our heart and to find a little bit more about what's going on. And then again, the same session, um, but if this work, time works better for you, 11 a.m. on Wednesday, the 5th of May. So how can you sign up? You want to be a part of this? Really, really straightforward. If you're online, there'll be a link that pops up right now, um, or you can go straight to, to the web page, um, which is opening our hands. Um, or if you're on site, you have the option of going to fill out a clipboard at the back there. So just pop your name and your email address on there, and we'll get in touch with you, and we'll sign you up for that as well. We would so just love to explore this with you. We're just really excited about this opportunity to make 
a real difference in the lives of those around us.